The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, July 27th. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, if you are watching with us live on YouTube. It is Tuesday, July 26th. And joining me to break down the AFC North, uh, to talk about the AFC North, I don't know, we'll do Ryan Wilson, what's up, buddy? I'm laughing because I want to check quickly. You must have said this on yesterday's podcast, but the, the Venmo requests for money are flooding in uh, from listeners. Um uh, no, I, I didn't actually say it on yesterday's podcast. Oh, well, maybe they're just listening to the podcast. Oh, it's Monday's podcast, though, maybe. Maybe. Uh, the latest one just came in moments ago from uh, Tyler Young. He requests $150 uh, to support single mothers at the strip club. So I will certainly be... Re- oh, my goodness gracious. ...filling that request. Thank you, Tyler. Money well spent, no doubt. Yes. Yeah, we are going to talk about the uh, AFC North burning training camp questions. We'll also get to a little news off the top. Uh, I should also point out that we are still up for the Best Sports Podcast Award, the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And uh, as always, we love that you guys are interactive with us, that you you know do stuff like send Ryan Wilson Venmo requests. So if you've got the time to do that, you've also got the time to vote for us, and you can do so by going to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. Talking under the sports category, whole process takes less than 60 seconds. <laughs> do pick six there. And if we get through to the finals, then there's like five finalists. And if we if we win the award, I will uh, get a tattoo. Won't be done in Nashville when we're there, but uh, like Ryan Wilson's. But um, it'll get done if we win the award, not if we get to the finals. We have to win the entire award for that to happen. Um, Wilson, let's get you'll get to some news. Uh, lay it on me. What's the news? No, just just some stuff around. Did you hear about Joe Burrow? Yeah, let's get to Joe. We can do Joe Burrow first, sure. What'd you hear? He had uh, he's having an appendectomy. Oh, I heard he had hair plugs. I didn't hear that. Go ahead. Uh, 
I think, we to, I think we need we need we need to we need might need to refresh some of the sounds for the for that the sounded like a Bengal song. Is that what that was? Um, that was the Bengal spike. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I don't know if we want to play that. I think um, might not be a good time to play it. Yeah, Joe Burrow had a, an appendectomy apparently on on Tuesday. I think uh, Rap Sheet was among the first to report it. Uh, undergoing surgery to remove his appendix, source says. According to Rap Sheet, he'll miss some practice time, but better now than later, he says in the tweet, which I think checks out. And I was alerted to this because I saw our buddy Paul Daner, who works for The Athletic and lives in Cincinnati, he's covered the Bengals forever. He said, Google searches from 513 area code explode, uh, quote, appendix removal recovery time, end quote. Uh, a quick search, according to Paul, suggests that two to three weeks back to normal activities. So if Google is doing the procedure, there's your timeline. There you go. Uh, I do think it is. It is good to like if you're gonna have appendicitis. Uh, it's better to do it, like have it done now uh, rather than like. Yeah, like, I think it's sort of out of your hands. It's up to your appendix to burst. Yeah, but I wonder. But I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, it uh, the real question for me is: Does this mean you signed Ryan Finley for two weeks? Oh yeah, baby. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's emergency appendicitis. I don't, I mean, I think you, your stomach hurts. You go to the doctor, they see your appendix is burst or about to burst. And maybe you do the surgery. I don't, I have no. Yeah. I mean, that's usually what happens. It's like you're in an extreme amount of pain and um, yeah. And you go to the doctor and they tell you to. Yeah, exactly. Get removed. Um, I don't know if there's uh, preemptive appendix surgeries. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Either way, two to three weeks. Uh, Well-timed in that he misses the, the hottest part of training camp and the stuff he already knows how to do. So, Quick yeah. recovery. Yeah. Yeah, it no, should, no, should be no like no big deal at all. Without looking, can um, you name at least one Bengals backup quarterback? I don't think um, I It's not Ryan Finley. No, he's out of current. Oh, uh, Brandon Allen still, maybe? Brandon Allen is, along with Jake Browning. I think that's yeah, former good. Louisville player, Jake Browning. That's it. Those are the only guys on the roster. My goodness. All right, well. Yeah, I mean, that's Brandon Allen's like younger. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, if you if you lose Joe Burrow, you're banged. I mean, you're you're, you're in a bad spot. I would actually think about playing Tyler Boyd. And uh, Jake Browning, uh, Washington Husky. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, now all of a sudden, Debo on the back. I'm back. Turned off. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you, you are say? correct. Where did you say he was? Oregon? I said Louisville. Is it, wasn't there a Browning that played at Louisville? Long time? Browning? No, Nagel. What's Nagel's first name? From, what on earth are you doing? Aren't you the college guy? Uh, was it Browning Nagel from 20 years ago? It was Browning Nagel. Think, why would you? But why would you think that he is the quarterback? <laughs> back Browning Nagel. Browning Nagel is 54 years old. <laughs> so I just missed. What on earth? He did go to Louisville, however. So I got I that. Like, yeah, I guess give you, you know, take dock me a point too, because I was just like, I was like, yeah, it sounds right, right? Debo had his button, uh, his finger hovering over the button to say, no, he went to the University of Washington, dummy. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know it's why. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. You know what uh, I said? And I, I said this on yesterday's podcast with Sully, but um, you were like, is Robert Sully really in year three? I was like, absolutely. He's not. He's in year two. Oh, you actually convinced me, just like the Joe Flacco thing. You convinced me to be in the All MVP right. a few years ago. So that's got a lot of tweets about the mailbag uh, with the with the snakes and the 
Yeah, even um, landlines and um, and I got a lot to. That was the yeah. No, on the, on, on, yeah, on, on the I, we said that on the mailbag. I said on the mailbag, the yeah. Friday live, Monday replay. What did uh, what was the consensus from the responses you got over? Your I think it's all over the place on the snakes. Right. I mean, I think most people, I think most people, uh, it's um, a uh, an over uh, over compen- an over a uh, uh, most mm-hmm. people believe in their athletic ability enough to suggest that they can beat the snakes versus the the potential death risk of hitting a landmine the unknown of the landmine i think i think people pref- but like that's easy to say now exactly like i told you you would pick landmine until you got up to the starting line then you right and you're like you look over and like you're like you're at landmine you're like hey how are those thousand snakes bro and i'm like can i switch to the landmine you see your buddy's charred body still smoking from <laughs> stepping on the landmine like oh, you know what i'm gonna do the snakes by the oh, way the people that you're saying you think I think I think you get up there and if like if like you have to make your choice right before you run, you're hundred percent picking landmine because you're looking Oh no. No, you're not. Because you you are faced with your imminent death, whereas the snakes, you have a chance to survive. Wait, wait, wait. You think if you got up there and you see an empty field mm-hmm. versus a field with a thousand snakes, you're gonna pick the you're gonna pick the snakes. I think so. I think most people do that just because I mean, those snakes are rattling and they're angry and they're all there's no like there's no path through there. There's no but path. The, un- the unknown of the one false step sending you 400 feet into the air and then coming down in several pieces. Might I would up. be like down. I would be like trying to like I like to see if you could figure out where the landmines have been buried. Like that's fine. I mean that would change your thing. I literally can't believe 45 minutes on Friday didn't settle this debate. <laughs> I, I, he must have spent all weekend thinking about it because I've moved on. But yeah, it, it really got got to him. That's oh, what I, it asked, takes. What, I was asking people about it on Sunday. What AK say? Uh, I didn't ask her. I should. I love her. that you ask everyone on planet Earth except your wife. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, yeah, well, it's just more of a, like a it, there's the, the most stupid guy thing. Yeah, exactly. It's the machismo of the the snake. Machismo, he said. Um, I'm the one. Uh, Kyler Murray, I found this fascinating. Did you see? Did you see the clause in his contract? Did you see the? Clause? I read the headline and I said, "This sounds too stupid for me to actually read the story." So I just moved on to something else uh, about snakes and. and so the Arizona Cardinals uh, included a independent study. <laughs> it's, this is pretty wild, man. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeted it out first. I don't think what. Um, it's oftentimes notable where information comes from in the NFL when you when you deal with this. Um, and Kyler Murray, there's a di- an addendum in Kyler's, Kyler's new contract that requires the Pro Bowler to, quote, complete at least four hours of independent study, as defined below in the contract, each week, excluding any bye week, during each playing season, as defined below, during the term of the contract, in quote. Um, and it all like it. Uh, so the so it's exclusive bye week. So the bye week he can take off from his graduate level studies is what you're saying. Yes, the, the the Cardinals are by virtue of his contract making him work outside of the facility for four hours per week on each game. It's wait like, a second. Stop. Stop. I got. I'm going to break this down. So why does it have to be outside the facility? Like he can just like he can sit at home and watch film or something. Is that what you mean? They want him to. Yeah, so um, Rap Sheet actually posted the, the full contract. I mean, now I'll get to something that I find very interesting about it. But um, 
Independent study means this is reading directly from the contract. Independent study means player studies the material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game, including without limitation, any such material provided via an iPad or other electronic device. Wait, say that last sentence again. Including? He just, it's four hours. No, just the last sentence about the iPads. Including without limitation, any such material provided via an iPad. Okay, gotcha. Okay, go ahead. Time spent in mandatory meetings shall not constitute independent study. Players By the way, let, let me stop you again. This sounds like something I would come up with for my teenager old. to study and instead of playing video games. Go your ahead. 15-year-old is not doing his homework, and so you're like, you have to you have to do four hours. Like, he's like failing. We've spirit. literally drawn up a contract, by the way, that he has to sign because otherwise he'll say he didn't remember it or some other BS. Yeah, of course. Players shall receive no credit for independent study <laughs> for any video. period during which player does not personally study the provided material in good faith. For the avoidance of doubt, players shall not receive any credit for independent study with respect to any time periods during which any material is displayed or played on an iPad or other electronic device if A, player is not personally studying or watching the material while it is being displayed or played, or B, B, player is engaged in any other activity that may distract his attention. For example, watching television, playing video games, or browsing the internet while such material is being displayed or played. In other words, Kyler can't just... Like he can't play, he can't watch TV and like have the iPad running. He has to right, yeah, yeah. forcing Kyler Murray to work harder at becoming a good quarterback. Okay, let me ask some questions. So, as the someone who's tangentially re- related to a lawyer, you have no legal degree or any sort of. I mean, I'm, I'm directly related to a lawyer, but sure. Background, but I mean, tangentially related to the legal. I fancy myself a bit of a. a what is a, the what is a quote avoidance of doubt end quote? What does that mean in the context of that sentence? They're saying. To avoid any questions about what good faith means, here's yeah, but are, so do. are they monitoring this like through the iPad, like telling you, like, do you have like a, a sensor that sees where your eyeballs are staring? Because I'm sure those things exist. I, I don't know how you would verify that Kyler is not watching. Does Cliff have to sit over his shoulder when he's? I mean, you know. There's probably going to be a test on it. So the other question I had, and again, whatever. I mean, he's 23 or 24. They're, they're treating him like a 10 year old. Absolutely, but. Who leaked this <laughs> and how does Kyler feel about it? Was it part of the contract, the money? Like, hey, by the way, we're going to put this out there just to hold your feet to the fire. Now, here's what here's what's in, here's what's interesting. Well, I need you to answer the question I just asked. I'm going to, but I'm going to read number four real quick. This that that number three that was a long. I know that was meaty. The the gist of that, by the way, is just that you have to study like four hours of actually studying, just a week though, not a day, right? Four, four hours over the course of the week. That's leading up to the leading up to the game. Go ahead. Of studying away from the facility on your own, football plays and material, the playbook. You're like without well, and you can't do it while you're like watching TV or playing. Like you can't you can't just run you can't just run a bunch of film and and not like and not watch it. If you're watching on YouTube. Debo's putting some of the comments uh, up on the yeah, screen. You can't, C-Rad you writes he can't, can't look. Like swipe look gender. Yeah. Um. And uh, and, and then it said, in the event player breaches this addendum in any respect at any time during the term of the contract, player shall be deemed to be in default, as that term is defined in paragraph twenty-seven of the contract. Now, I haven't seen paragraph twenty-seven, but when you default on a contract, go ahead. It's not good. Not good. Thank you for your lawyerly. I mean, if you if 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 if, if defaulting on the contract is like 
as a normal default of a contract would be, it likely voids future guarantees and could force him to pay back his signing bonus. Now, I don't, again, I don't know that because I haven't seen paragraph 27, but that is the normal area. That is the normal definition of, of like what, what default would cause. So, oh, and uh, playing season means the period beginning on the first Monday after the conclusion of training camp and ending with the last game of the club schedule, including any postseason games. Uh, and it doesn't say he has to do it by like Friday. So I guess in theory, he could, you know. Could what? Could like just like fire up four hours on Saturday. And I guess they don't care when he does the four hours. No, as a parent who has similar issues trying to get a teenager to do things in a timely fashion instead of the last minute, I would imagine the Cardinals would prefer that he not wait till the last minute. In part because it's not doesn't help the learning process and also because they've gone through great strides to embarrass Kyler Murray publicly into doing the right thing. Things I've also tried that don't work, by the way. So I don't know what the solution is other than perhaps not paying him all this money because ultimately it sounds like he's not going to be worth it. Not because he's not a good quarterback, but he doesn't appear to have uh, above the neck interest in, in doing what is required of him. But I don't know. May, maybe Kyler's agent will release a, a contract where he wants Steve Kime to to do a better job of surrounding Kyler Murray with football players. I don't know. It, it's a weird. It's one of the weirdest things I remember seeing in a contract. It is, it is so demeaning to Kyler the player. But here's the thing. So if they said, we will make you the second highest paid player in NFL history, but this is what's going to happen. You're signing up for that. Yeah. They're like, I mean, and the other thing too, that's worth noting is that in this contract, and this is based on over the which does a very good job of, of getting the, the, the stuff up there. So I have no reason to believe it's not true, but um, there are, he has no guaranteed salary in 2025 or 2025, 2026, 2027, or 2028. But a March 28th, March 20th option, um, like if, if he's still on the team, by, or no, not option, excuse me. If he's still on the team on March 20th of, of next year? No, no, no. So, of, so like March 20th, tw- like after the 20, March 20th, 20, after the 2024 season. Oh, okay. Or like, I need to, look, I need to see the specifics, but basically um, the Cardinals have a lot of outs here. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to use them unless Kyler's just. But like, most contracts have a lot of outs, typically speaking. What you yeah. don't do is put your your the face of the franchise on blast for for having terrible study habits. So to, to answer your next question, um, who released this? I mean, I think very clearly it came from someone with the Cardinals. But do you think that Kyler's camp, in quotes, understood this was going to happen? I think they probably knew that it might get out there. Yeah, but I I don't think that they would be the ones who get it out there. <laughs> that would be something. Uh, I haven't heard any pushback uh, from but, Kyler. Yeah, on the other hand, it could. This could be from Kyler's camp because Good Lord, why the guy? Why God well, do that? Well, it, the the contract was going to get uploaded to the um, roster management system anyway, right? Like, it, like it, it, it was somebody. People were going. Somebody was going to read it and find it. Yeah, so I mean, Florio would read it eventually when he got around to it. But no one else is looking for this now. You have created thousands of headlines instead of hundreds. Yeah, but I guess the, the I, I'm just looking at the way that it's framed by rap sheet. It said contracts are about give and take. One example from Kyler's three, $230.5 million contract. There's an addendum that requires blah, blah, blah. He's like, it was important to the team making a commitment at that level. Thus, it was important to Murray. Well, it could be the case that the, the Cardinals released it and Kyler's agent said, hey, soften this up for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. 
Um, Either way, it's out there. Either way, it does not reflect well on Kyler based on what you've told me. And, you know, half of what you say is true. So maybe none of this is as bad as it seems. But has there been any positive spin on what this means for Kyler? Like um, he, hasn't, he hasn't said, I'm going to study hard or any of that stuff, has he? No, I don't, I don't think he's... Um, he's too busy, I mean, watch, too busy browsing the internet? Who, me or Kyler? Both. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think... Which brings me to my next point, that your next CBS contract should have some sort of study habit. Probably so. Um, I was trying to, no, I was trying to see, all right, here, um, <laughs> Don, this is the three hosts of the show and Kyler Murray calls their contracts. What would it be for? Oh, Don, the, Brent's contract would be the exact, word for word, the exact same for Kyler's. <laughs> Mine would like be like you, like... Show up pre- once a week prepared. One, just once. That's what it would be. I prepared for yesterday's podcast. I was not. Suck it. Uh, so I have no idea. That was true. Um, <laughs> Speak it by the way. And then, well, then Rap Sheet also had like this. I was looking for the other tweet. I knew because he always he always does the thing, and Schefter does it too. Now it's it's annoying. It's like they tweet their news and then they quote tweet the news. Oh, what does that do for him? It just pushes it out there further. Uh, Kyler Murray does four hours of game studying on his own anyway, and similar to the team wanting him around for the offseason as the face of the franchise, Arizona wanted a commitment in writing while going to a certain place money wise. Thus, the clause. So it's Who's like the, uh, Rap Sheet said that. See, that's where it's like that follow-up is definitely from Kyler's agent, Eric Burkhardt, or like Kyler's camp. Excuse me, I don't want to call out Burkhardt you know, specifically, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely like somebody in Kyler's camp is like, hey, by the way, he does this anyway, and he probably does. Well, we don't know that. I mean, how many quarterbacks have we covered over the last 12 years, and how many times have we seen their contracts say they need to study four hours a week? Zero. Right. But I do wonder, like, I think it is interesting to note that, like, like, I would guess that at some point there's been a comment, there's been con- there's been <laughs> comments or conversations that occurred where the Cardinals are like, Kyler, you're not you're not studying enough, you know, like, and that's why you hear like they're worried about his maturity and like, does he love the game? Um, and by the they, way, a lot of players study at home on their iPads. It just speculating here, but it must be clear to them, the Cardinals, yes. I, this that is it about. is not showing up. In practice and clearly not showing up in the games because you can say, yeah, I studied for eight hours and then go out there and, and play like well, me or you. But I'm guessing I'm guessing that there were comments and conversations where they're like, where they're like, Kyler, you're not studying your playbook at home. Yes, Kyler, I am. Like, you're right. And he's like, so he's like, all right. So he opens up his iPad and like hits play and like figure, figure out a way to do it where you can just like watch TV or like, you know, goof off like he's, do, you know, and so it's it, in other words, like, like that's a very specific follow up. Very weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like extremely specific to say to ask a grown hey, man to that you just paid forty six million dollars and change to a year to to actually, you know, right go, go the like, extra mile. He, like he doesn't get credit for it if he's not personally studying or watching them. It's personally studying. Who else would be studying it? I don't know. Do you hire a, do you hire a football tutor? Meanwhile, in related news, guess who couldn't say enough good things about Mac Jones yesterday? Bill Belichick about how hard he's working, about how he's improved so much from year one to year two. How his dad bod is now a, I don't know what you call it, a, a millennial. He's not even a millennial. What comes after millennials? Uh, Gen, Gen Z. Y, Gen Z, Gen Z. Oh, gotta miss one. Gen Z bod is, is coming into shape. Joseph Wilson's Gen Z, is that right? Yeah, that's what Debo said. Gen Z. No, you're uh, you're you're the. I'm Gen X. I'm the OG Gen. No, you're the you're the well, you're the you're the you're like um what is it what what is the generation they call the greatest generation baby boomers <laughs> yeah, no you're you're one beyond a boomer 
You're older. One before Boomer. I don't know what that is. Greatest generation. Brinson. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, considered right. a geriatric millennial. So that's fun. That's yeah, just like a just, fun. See, that's that's. I'd rather be a boomer than a geriatric millennial. Is it actually a geriatric millennial? Yeah, yeah you're you're on the high you're on the high side. In the first year of it. Mm. But why would they? Why would they have to add geriatric to? Because you're a thousand years old. What do you mean? Why? Um, it spans okay. like what seven or eight years or something, and you're at the high end, forty-one. Come on, it's ancient. Um, no fair. answer for that. I mean, it's just rude. Why does it have to be geriatric? It doesn't make any damn sense. Have you seen yourself? Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I look. I look young. People are there's buzz about how young I look. And Ryan, remember that three year old baby that asked him if he was. 26? Yeah, where's your baby friend? <laughs> your baby friend that knows two words, three and five. <laughs> uh, good, good times. Good times. All right, focus. Let's go. What are you What are you looking at? Pay attention. I thought, nothing. Come Relax. on, Kyler. You can do it. Um, what would what would Wilson's clause be, Diva? That he works too hard and should take more time. No, off. Stop it. There'd be something like no more flying off the handle at coworkers. When's the last time I did that? That was who was that wasn't you. Who's the oh, last coworker I flipped? Well. <laughs> huh? Uh you maybe maybe they'd give you a stop showing up drunk to the podcast clause. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do that after the draft. That's the only time I show up. <laughs> um Mike McCarthy got a ringing endorsement from Jerry Jones. I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if he didn't believe he, if I didn't believe he wasn't the man to lead this team to the Super Bowl. He wouldn't be. And I have choices. I think that last those last four words, I have choices, means that I'm going to hire Dan Quinn and or yeah. the offensive coordinator at the end of the season if things goes things go sideways. What's the OC's name again? Kellen Moore. I always forget his name. Uh yeah. All right. On a scale of one to ten, um, how much do you believe Jerry Jones? Ten being hundred percent he's not going to go back on his word. Um, let me let me add a, a caveat that, like like one, I think he's going to like would immediately flip on his word or like what's the right? And let's let's do a year from now. And let's do twenty four months from now. So a year from now, one to ten. I mean, it's a one with Jerry. I think. Wait, you think a year from now Mike could be out? Yeah. He, he, oh well, then two years is a zero. Then I suppose. Well, I mean, just like I mean. I just think if like the Cowboys went go nine and eight, and that's not that crazy, and they miss it, he's, he's hundred percent coming back at nine and eight. If they miss the playoffs, and Sean Payton's interested, then he's gone. Ooh, okay, uh, that changes. Sean, Sean Payton lingering out there changes everything. <laughs> that changes a lot. All right, yeah, no, that's fair enough. You, you got one. You got me there. Uh, if there, if Sean Payton yeah. in, was in a different universe, going to Miami or wherever, back to New Orleans doesn't matter. I think it, he wins nine games. I think there it's a, it's a nine on the scale. Two years from now, it, it's no matter what he does this year, it's a one. I don't think there's any way that two years from now that, although he he stuck with uh, what's his name forever, Jason Garrett. I mean he yeah, he, he stuck. Loved Jason Garrett. And I think the issue there was that he just got tired of people saying, "Why aren't you going to fire Jason Garrett?" So he just leaned into it. He pulled a Brinson, and I think he might just lean into this Mike McCarthy thing too. Assuming, <laughs> of course, that. Um, Sean Payton does not want to say, doesn't say explicitly, I want to, I want to coach in Dallas next year. Right. Would uh, Sean Payton do that? Like, is it disrespectful? I don't know what his relationship is with Mike McCarthy, if they've worked together on staffs or not, but he seems like a decent guy. Mike McCarthy seems like, a de- would you come out and say, not I even publicly, let, let's say, would you do behind the scenes? You don't have to do it publicly, but would you say to Jerry, hey, by the way? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think if, if you're Sean Payton and you didn't want to disrespect Mike McCarthy, you're saying? Right. Would you even mention it behind the scenes if no one knew about it except you and Jerry? 
you certainly wouldn't make it public. You would say, Jerry, like I'm, but I mean, uh, you, you would mention is what you're saying. I, I think if I, if I were Sean Payton, I would not like the same Sean Payton is not going to like, if it gets leaked out that, or people are like speculating that Jerry Jones won't Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton would um, come out and do like a public statement that he's not interested. And then really say, I am interested. And I think he would tell Jerry, like, look, you know, if you're, if you're on, you know, if you're don't don't fire him because I'm here, but if you're, you know, if you're not, you know, if, if you want to, you know, if, if you want to fire him, if you I am here, right? I mean, I, I just don't know what Sean Payton, like, what do we think Sean Payton wants to do? Like, what, do you think Sean Payton wants? Well, he said he wants to coach. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, what I think yeah. he wants to do. What do you think he wants to do? I guess I'm wondering, like, where does he want to coach? Do you think he's coming back to New Orleans, which would be awkward, of course? I don't know why Miami keeps sticking in my head. Um, because they were trying to get him last all season, and then with Tommy. But it's like, man, you can't really fire Mike McDaniel. Now. What about Arizona? I don't care that Cliff just got a new deal. I don't think that matters. Uh, Cliff's not going anywhere. I wouldn't want that job just based on the fact that they released a. Uh, a I would not take. I wouldn't take that job, but yeah, based entirely on the fact that. <laughs> what about <laughs> Seattle? Um, we need a quarterback. quarterback yeah, let's. We, we gotta get to a whole division. Let's go. But, all right, but first, we have to talk about Darius Leonard. No, what's he called? Shaquille Leonard. There you go. Wild. So, like, he uh, Darius Leonard has always said he's always gone by Shaquille Leonard. Uh, oh, got- like during the draft process or something, maybe he got. And he had gotten advice from Randy Moss that told him to like, you know, keep your ears open and keep your mouth shut as a rookie. And so when people called him Darius Leonard, he just rolled with it. But he says oh. he's only usually only like formal in school. And when he gets in trouble, is he called Darius? He's always going by Shaquille or I guess, I guess Sha- Shaq Leonard. Um, Shaq Leonard has a nice ring to it. I, I like Shaquille Leonard. All right. Well, that's what he wants. That's what he's going to get. So Jason, not- Jason Noway did the same thing. Uh, I don't think it was draft related. I think he went away for a while. Then he changed it to Adafi away, which is his. Well, I mean, uh, young Carlos Stanton. What's he go by now? Or he he was he was Mike Stanton. Oh, right. not not. I always think of the as the chubby left handed middle reliever for the Braves. Not that Mike Stanton from the yeah. from the late nineties or like. Young Carlos Stanton was Mike Stanton up until he got um, his first big contract. I think he he was Mike Stanton all through the minor leagues. And once he made it to the bigs, he changed it to he went. He was like, "I'm going by my real name, Giancarlo." Um, I can't remember if it was, um, what the change was directly. Uh, find out why he changed his name. All right. Well, while you do that, I'm going to ask Debo an old school bas- college basketball slash NBA reference. See if he knows. Uh, Debo, do you want the the Muslim name or the original? English name of the person. You have to guess the other. Whatever's more challenging. Uh, I'm going to go with the Muslim name that he changed it to once he got to the NBA because that that pre that, that means you have to go back a little further for the original name. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Dang it! Did you even watch him? Uh, not extensively. Like because that was you clip. must have been like four or five years old when he was. No, I, 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 my mind was already there. Chris Jackson. Dang it, that's a great one. So you obviously would have known Chris Jackson. I had to dig deep to get the the Muslim name. He was awesome at LSU. I don't. I didn't watch a lot. Of, I watched some NBA then. I don't know if he was good or not in the NBA. He but. also um, has made like a reappearance in in the Big Three in previous. Oh, how is he? Couple years on. Uh, you can watch it on Paramount Plus. Um, 
he he can who like he was one of the top players at age fifty in that league. God, he's fifty. I'm so old. Is he still in decent shape or is he? Little... Oh no, he looks good. Oh great, good for him. So he looks like. Um, uh, uh, by the way, uh, did you know that? By the way, Brenton. I, I was. I was. I literally. You told me to. Who's look Chris Jackson? What did he change his name to once he got to the NBA? Debo got it in two syllables before I even finished the guy's name. He played, he played at LSU. He may have played with Shaq for a year He's or two. 53, by the way. Dang it. There may have been a year or two overlap with Shaq. I can't remember. At LSU. Oh. Debo crushed it. I can't believe Debo got that. I, the LSU Shaq thing is messing me up, so I don't know. Chris Jackson, the point guard, light skin, awesome. What did he change it to? Mahmoud. Oh. Abdul. Rauf. Cool. It's Nothing great. from Brinson. Too busy watching Duke basketball. And Christian Leitner miss layups. All right, what do you? Would you come up with? Uh, no. So, Giancarlo uh, went by Mike in his adolescence because his uh, cl- his classmates and his teachers couldn't pronounce Giancarlo right. So he went by Mike, and he just rolled with it. And basically, like once he got to the majors and was became famous, he's like, "By the way, I'm going, I'm going by my real name. Like it's, so y'all, I, it's on y'all to pronounce it now." I don't know anything about him other than his name. Where did is he? He grew up in America. Like I don't know yeah. his. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I believe so. Um, I used to watch it. I mean, like I, I, he was, he played for the Greensboro, uh, grasshoppers. Um, I played in that stadium in college. My only collegiate home run was he in the grew up stadium. in LA, I think. Cause they were okay. talking about it at the all-star game last week in LA that he was in his hometown. He was born Thank in- you, Debo. Yeah. Richard does all this Wikipedia research and doesn't come up with the simple facts. Uh, you're anyway, Shaquille Leonard. That's what you want. You got it. Shaquille. Love it. Done deal. Shaquille. Uh, are we going to start calling you Bob? Um, are we gonna call you Philip? Phil? You can. Okay, Phil. You know is we got Bobby, Is Bobby your first name? No, Robert's my first name. Oh, because Phil's my first name. That's why we have a. Well, now, yeah, I see. I can't go Bob because that's my dad. I Bobby. Bobby. I yeah, Bobby. Bobby. You look like a Bobby. Loafers, no socks. Bobby Brinson. Sweater over your over your. But all the grandmothers from High Point call my dad. Like, what is old Bobby Brinson doing? Oh yeah, because that's they know when he was little. All right, uh, you know what we gotta do, Phil. Uh, take, we a break. take a break, which we're gonna do right now. Then we'll come back and talk AFC North burning training camp questions next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We will start with the Bengals. Sounds like a fart there with the little. It sounds good. Little tuba sounds like a little toot, not a tuba, a toot. Toot, yeah. Um, 
the Jesse Bates officially uh, holding. I think he's holding out because he's not. He hasn't. Um, if you have a contract, in. you have to hold in. But he hasn't signed his tag, so he's holding out by not coming to Bengals training camp. Holding in also means that if you show up too, right? Without yeah. a contract, does that kind of holding in? I think TJ Watt did that, but I think he had a contract. To your point, anyway, he, well, he, he TJ Watt was like not. He was there. Because he was still on his rookie deal. Jesse Bates' rookie deal has expired. And right. he has been given the franchise tag, but he hasn't signed it. So he technically he he is as a as someone without a contract. Breach and I talked about this a little bit, but he he is um he can get he can get away with not showing up and he can't be fined because he doesn't have a contract. Oh right. So, which is no surprise. I mean uh-huh. Do you think he um what's your level of concern that he might try and pull a Le'Veon Bell? I think it's pretty low, but <laughs> Well, given the recent news that Le'Veon Bell had to to scratch his boxing match with Adrian Peterson for the time being, um, and all the you know the, the snowball's been going straight downhill ever since the taking the year off to ski to snow to what's it called to to wakeboard or whatever in South Beach, <laughs> jet ski yes or whatever. Uh, I think that Jesse Bates should should pull uh, Joe Burrow and just take it easy for the next two or three weeks and then show up when training camp's over because there's nothing else left to prove there than then you know get hurt or whatever. Sign your franchise tender and go from there. Yeah, I think you just do it. You just basically come in last minute. Um, and uh, and this is assuming that Mike Brown isn't going to cave because Mike Brown is known for not caving. So you could sit out. I don't think it would be in your best interest as as, as a football player in his prime. I mean, I, I think it's it's um you don't want to miss. I mean, look, you don't want to get hurt in a preseason game. You don't want to get hurt in training camp. Um, but if you sign this deal, you're going to you're going to get the guaranteed money. You sign. The, I, I think you just hold out and you sign the tender late. What is the tender? Do you know off the top of your head? For it sake? is um, sweet Jesus, twelve point nine million dollars. And do you think the Minka deal hurt or helped Jesse Bates? And I'll reiterate that Mike Brown is the owner of the of the Bengals. I think that the um, Jesse that that it hurt. It hurt the $12.91 million. Yeah, I got something right. Um, <laughs> I think that the Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams deals make it extremely difficult for Jesse Bates to sign a deal because he is in that same draft class as those guys. And you could make the argument that you would prefer Jesse Bates over those guys. Now, I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying he's in the same company as them. I Over Jamal Adams, for sure. Minka, I don't know. He's good, but I wouldn't. 18 million is a lot for anybody that plays safety is sort of where I was going. I mean, are you paying them Harrison Smith, $16 million a year? I mean, Justin Simmons feels like more of the ballpark or where Jesse Bates is. They're both awesome. great players. Buda Baker also, by the way, when did Buda sign his deal? Was that a year ago? Cause that was, that was the highest, he was the highest paid guy for a couple of weeks. It felt I like Buda was like two years ago. Well, you said that about Robert Sala too. So what do, what do you know? I'm going to go last year. Cause he only, let's see. How old is he? He's 28. Either way. Um, Maybe it was last year. I don't, know. I don't I don't know if you can pay him or if you want to pay him. You can't pay him Jamal Adams money. Jamal it's Adams. 2020 when Buddha signs his, his extension. Dang, you got that right. All right. Good job. <laughs> so what, what, I guess my question is, what are you paying Jesse Bates if you're the Bengals? Average annual value at the top is Minka at 18.4, followed by Jamal at 17.6, and then Harrison Smith at 16, and then finally Justin Smith Simmons, excuse me, 15.25, which I feel like is the right. I, I mean, I think that in a perfect world, the Bengals would love to pay him in the Buddha Justin Simmons range. And Harrison Smith's deal is a little. I don't know, he's, it's 30, he's 32. You can't yeah. pay him Harrison Smith money. I think you pay him. You try to squeeze him in between. I, I don't think. I mean, I think. The, I mean, 
Harrison Smith's deal is about, he's about to, that's a deal is about, this is probably his last, uh, yeah, he's probably getting, oh, his, oh my God, his base salary this year is $2.95 million. Oh, okay. So he's good. Um, But like Harrison Smith's probably getting cut after this season. But I think you have to pay him north of Justin Simmons on average $15.25 million, and you don't want to pay him $17.645, which is Jamal Adams. Uh, per season. So, but we'll see. I mean, he's making 12 and change now if he signs a deal, which puts him at 27th among safeties, which sounds in- insane. It puts and maybe him- two years for Harrison Smith. So if you cut him in um, after 2022, oh, wait, he has a, uh, oh, yeah. Um, anyway, like, I, I think Harry, I would not, like, I, if I were do if I were dealing with this, I would not be factoring in Harrison Smith's deal. Like I would sort of be ignoring that and looking at, yeah, where, that's what I just did between Jamal and Justin. Jamal, yeah, and Justin. I think, and that's yeah. So, and but J- Jesse probably feels differently, and I understand why he would feel that way. Well, uh, now the other thing too is like Breach and I point and look like Harrison Smith had fourteen. I I think you could get J- Jesse Bates to sign a deal where you you get him the highest average guaranteed deal by any safety ever. So but you have more- to release a release some news that he has to study four hours a week. Yeah, right. uh, you just give him a bunch of give him more guaranteed money, uh, but get him in the sixteen million dollar range on average annual value, and just say, "Look, did Breach say that's something that Mike Brown would be down for?" Because it doesn't sound like something Mike Brown would be down for. Yeah, because you got to put it in escrow if it's guaranteed. Um, and the Bengals typically, I think they they have a weird contract structure anyway. Make a guy yeah. thirty six million guaranteed at signing. I mean, that's a lot of money for Mike Brown to be like, "Hey, go do with this what you will." Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough situation. I think. Um, okay, what what else do we have to worry about with the Bengals? Well, Joe Burrow's laid up for a couple of weeks. Um, other than that, nothing. Offensive line, how does that group come together? Leo Collins, I think, was on the uh, Jordan, Jordan Dejani's one. He was a defensive back playing time. What do you say? Um, Dax, it's like they have Daxon Hill in the wings. Maybe um, you know Hill could allow them to. That's why they drafted Dax Hill. I would not 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 knowing specifically that's why they drafted him, but I would imagine that's why they drafted him because it was versatility. He played primarily in the slot at Michigan. He can play deep safety. He can even play outside in the pinch if you want him to. Um, and his measurables, quote unquote, are through the roof. But he actually played really well uh, over the course of the season as well for Michigan. And then the third thing was how will Zach Taylor up the ante? Is his question. Um, and the other thing I should mention, just because uh, I'm the junior draft analyst, they drafted Cam Taylor-Britt uh, out of Nebraska, then yeah. Tyson Anderson, who both long cornerbacks. Uh, Tyson's out of out of um, out of Toledo. He's actually a safety, uh, longish players who who provide some sort of back end. I don't want to say insurance because Jesse Bates is a different type of player, um, but they they clearly drafted with the understanding that Jesse Bates may not make this as easy on them as they were hoping. Yeah. And and look, I mean, I think they knew they know that their secondary needs to be better, um, and they, like you said, they 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 went in on the secondary, and and you have to think that like you know Eli Apple got torched in that Super Bowl, so maybe Cam Taylor Britt takes over for him. Um, you know, you still have, uh, I mean, like this is a good good, good, good looking defense. Lou Anarumo yeah. could get a head coaching look um, if that defense plays well uh, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, he could be the Cowboys coach next year for all we know. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, the Ravens. The biggest question that Dejani listed for Baltimore. Let me guess. It was not Lamar Jackson. Dang it. Uh, wide receivers. So, wide receivers. That is correct. So they uh, traded Marquise Brown 
the former first round pick to Arizona. What's um, his contract say about study habits? I'm going to beat that one into the ground, by the way. I mean, it's fine. It's the most ridiculous thing. We spent 15 minutes talking about it and with good reason. Um, and they don't, they're not exactly loaded at the, the position. Although I think when you, you know, when you look at past catchers, first of all, this is the most run heavy team in football over the last two years by like an insanely wide margin. Uh, secondly, do you um, have that list in front of you or that's just the, the stat, you know, I saw I, it's, it's like, there, it's like they have like two thousand carries more than anybody else. Oh, because I wonder where Seattle and San Francisco stack up. But anyway, go ahead. Two thousand is not not the not the number, but um, yeah, it's I a lot. Yeah. go ahead. Um, but so you know, it's like you fact you have to factor that in. You have a quarterback who runs a lot. Um, you have Mark Andrews as a, like your number one receiver, your number one pass catcher. Like that. Jackie Dobbins is coming back from the ACL. Yep, J- and Jackie Dobbins is a decent pass catcher. Um, I just I mean, in terms of the running game part of it. Yeah, but you also have your Rashad Bateman is like your number two. Like I don't think I don't. Oh, think, Mark Andrews is number one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean Mark Andrews is one, and Rashad Bateman is two. Is not a bad setup. Uh, the, yeah, the but Bateman didn't have a great season last year. Not entirely his fault. I mean, you know, Lamar missed time. Everyone was injured, so you need to bounce back from him to hopefully see more of what you saw during his final few. Uh, he actually opted out during his last season of Minnesota a couple years ago. Who Bateman? Yeah, he was a second year. That's what I'm saying. You want to see sort of more glimpses of what you saw during his final season at Minnesota. Last year was wasn't a it wasn't a bust, but he wasn't, I'm sure, as as uh, consistent as he was hoping to be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he's a, wasn't great as a rookie. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. run every offense and you don't, you know, you don't have a yeah, I mean, five catch rate is sixty seven point six percent, only at sixty eight targets. He just didn't have um he didn't have any he didn't get a ton of you know, he didn't play a ton, you know. Okay. God, I mean to upset you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I, I, the, I think the concern over the Ravens' wide receivers, as long as Andrews is healthy and Bateman takes a small step forward, is vastly overblown. Now, don't get me wrong. Like if you're in a situation where Andrews goes down, and you've got Nick Boyle and, and Bateman's hurt too, and you've got Nick Boyle, Devin Deverney, and James Prochet, you know you're probably in trouble. And I like both those guys. I like Tyler Wallace. I, I think worth noting is that they drafted two wide receiver, uh, two uh, tight ends in the fourth round, I believe they were. Charlie Kohler at yep. Iowa State and, and then Isaiah Likely at of Coastal Carolina. Both good players, different Isaiah type players. not very likely to start, am I right? But he's he's good. And um, he's uh, undersized. I think he two, played at 240-ish, but he plays much bigger than that in terms of he's a pretty good blocker. And he's a good receiver. Charlie Kohler is more of your prototypical. He feels Ravens, like a Ravens, Ravens tight end. 300 picks in that fourth round. <laughs> yeah, and they used every. They didn't give up one uh, a single one of them. They are absolutely stacked on both sides of the ball. Uh, so yeah, I, I think we'll see more of the offense go through or continue to go through the tight ends and they restock that position with the the guys they drafted in round four. And then I said J.K. Dobbins returned. They 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 drafted Tyler Beatty on day three, the the running back out of Missouri, who sort of fits that profile what you have. And J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill, I think they'll be fine. Even though the the wide receivers, to your point, may not you know be the the Bengals wide receivers, for example. Uh, the offensive line was listed um, basically like how how will the starters um, sort out? And I think it is fair to you know ask like Ronnie Stanley is um, currently on the PUP, and there's some concern I think about him getting back in time. He had a severe leg injury, I believe. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, rookie first round pick, rookie. Uh, along with Kyle Hamilton, one of the two first-round picks for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to start at, at center coming yeah. out? And I mean, yeah. I would think so, right? Yeah, I mean, it's but you know, with with a rookie and with a you know your stud left tackle coming off an injury, you you know, like I mean, not the they already signed right anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, that is at least a fair concern. And then of course, the, the final one was uh, Lamar Jackson, which 
obviously a huge concern for the Ravens. So let me ask you this. Lamar's his own agent. What if uh, the Ravens, whoever the Ravens negotiate, whoever negotiates the contracts for the Ravens, whether it's the, the GM or someone else, uh, what if they say, listen, we'll give you $1 more than Kyler Murray, but we're going to release the same sort of, hey, you have to study four hours a week type thing. Um, I mean, do, do you think like, that's an issue for Lamar? No, I don't. So I what, would. What if they say that to him? I would be like, no. Or you could say, if you're Lamar, you could say, how about this? How about I sit at home and then you try to win with Tyler and or Brett Hundley? I don't think that this is like a um, contentious. I don't either. I just, I, I just, because, uh, you know, it seemed to me as soon as the Kyler deal was, was the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted that the immediate, my immediate thought went to, okay, Lamar's going to get more than that. But now there's a caveat in that they had to publicly embarrass Kyler Murray <laughs> before he got right. that contract. And I wonder how much embarrassment Lamar would put up with before he took more money. Yeah. I mean, I think that Lamar, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if Kyler Murray can get $46.1 million per year, it's a layup, absolute layup. Yeah. I mean, like if, and you know, it's a hundred, you know, he, we've got a hundred thousand dollars more per year than, than Deshaun. I mean, that's what he wanted. Um, and, you know, he didn't get to where Aaron Rodgers was, but, you know, two-time MVP, different, you know, different circumstances. Um, I, yeah, I think that Lamar should easily get to 46.5. You even go 46. I mean, you go, you, you, could, you could push Lamar above Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, no one would bat an eye except for Aaron Rodgers. And I actually think Lamar might be interested, might be willing to do something like, you know, Mahomes' deal, $45 million, obviously huge, but, you know, we're like, well, no one will go by Mahomes. That'll be, you know, it'll be, a, it's like, no, everybody can keep going up. Um, I think he might take less guaranteed money. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he gets somewhere between Kyler and, and Aaron Rodgers. And any chance that he gets less than Kyler? Any chance? Hell no. All right. You can't take less than no, you can't. Kyler. No, I think there's a better chance of him playing out two franchise tags and getting less than. Kyler. I think actually I agree with that, and I think that the chance of that is like one percent. Now, I mean, there is like a because well, the problem is if you go less than Kyler, you can't even have, get like a fully guaranteed deal that you know like because you got we got Watson there too at forty six and fully guaranteed. You sort of bearing the lead. The the problem with going less than Kyler is that you're admitting that someone who doesn't study is making more money than you and he's not as good as you anyway. Well, I, but yeah, but I'm saying like that the like I would rather have Deshaun Watson's contract than Kyler's contract. Even though Kyler's just technically more. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I would rather have Mahomes contract than Kyler's contract. Just the 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 what's it called? Like you know like when people do commercials like for uh, hemorrhoid cream or something they call it embarrassment pay. This is embarrassment pay for Kyler. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like you're like you have to study no video games when you're trying to study when you're trying to prepare for your job to win football games. Um, I mean, you're basically allowing your boss to say, "Hey, dumb dumb, do something differently." Oh, by the way, we're going to pay you. That's typically not how you encourage people to do the right thing by giving them what they want. Yeah. Um, Parenting one on one brought to you by the Big Six Podcast. That's right. <laughs> Brian Brodius, uh, formerly of the Cowboys, tweeted. Um, Broadus, he quote tweeted. He quote tweeted somebody who. Um, somebody was like, "This Dallas Cowboys presser is not convincing at all. They sound. They both sound like this. Maybe the last year with each other, but trying to be all buddy Ooh. buddy in public." And Brian Brodius quote tweeted and said, "MM took a job that he didn't know what it entailed. He knows now. Yikes! How did he not know? 
I don't know. It's like, how could you not know what Jerry, what playing with Jerry, what like coaching? Um, yeah. Mike's reactions and somebody's like, Mike's reactions, let us know the Dallas Cowboys are that much bigger than the Packers. Anyway, whatever. Um, moving along, the Browns. The Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Uh, Dejani's number one question. These aren't all questions, but he's like, should they add a defensive tackle? Um, the Browns have two star. Yeah, the, the Browns defensive tackle is a big question for the Browns. Like, are they going to be able to stop the run at all? I mean, it, you look at it, it's like, eh, this is really like kind of a problem. Yeah, they drafted Perry Winfrey at Oklahoma. I, I, he, that wasn't his strong suit. Um, they have Taven Bryan, who I think was a former first-round pick of the Jaguars back in the day. He never materialized out of Florida. Jadavian Clowney's back. He doesn't play inside. He plays outside. Jordan Elliott is also inside. Yeah, it's it's sort of a replacement-level crew, if that. I, I think you're hoping for a replacement level. Tommy Togia is there as well. So I think, can you work around that? Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, Miles Garrett, who turns out is really good. JOK is awesome going into the second year. Denzel Ward's awesome, just got his new deal. Uh, John Johnson III is coming into year two. Greedy Williams, um, he's been good, but not great because of injuries. Greg Newsom had a pretty good year last year as a rookie. So there are a lot of reasons for optimism on that defense. I think there's a lot more reasons on, on offense, assuming we find out what happens to Sean Watson before the season starts. And at this point, it seems like we'll never find out. But I think if there's one glaring hole, it, it is defensive tackle. They didn't do a whole lot to, to address it. Uh, they drafted Isaiah Thomas, too, as well, who was Perry Winfrey's teammate. But he plays more outside as, uh, instead of inside. So no immediate fixes via the draft. And that said, you can win without uh, top-flight defensive tackles if, if everything else is sort of falling into place. I'm not uh, super concerned about that. He points out that there's been conflicting reports about the Browns' interest in Indomitian Sioux. Yeah, what would I don't know why you wouldn't want him. Yeah, I mean he would be a massive upgrade. They unless he wants him. unless he wants too much money. Yeah. Or just doesn't want to play in Cleveland. Uh their next uh the next question is wide receiver. Yeah. You know, they traded for Amari Cooper. They have Donovan Peoples Jones. David I think they really like David Bell as a potential slot option. He's a sneaky guy in fantasy to to take a look at, uh depending on how he does in the preseason. Yeah, he's not fast. He didn't run well at the combine and um he wasn't like running by people. He's not quick. He's Probably uh, Juju Smith-Schuster-esque, but a little slower in terms of the physical stuff. Anthony Schwartz is the track guy. They drafted way too high, I thought, last year, but um, he does have some some deep ball ability. I'm looking at the rest of the roster here, and there's not a whole – Jakeem Grant's on, on the roster, so he, he can help in the slot as well, probably return kicks. But after that, yeah, there, there are a lot of questions. I, I mean, Amari's number one, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't know if you want him as your number two and feel comfortable about it, but you know that's where they are. Yeah, I think it's a uh, Amari. I mean, it was a problem last year. Like, you know, I mean, you know, they, they moved on from Austin Hooper. They cut him, so they have Njoku, who they they gave a big deal. The Odell Beckham trade just never it never worked out for them at all. I mean, like, it, you know, which is hilarious because they thought they were getting better in this thing. Yeah, and Harrison Bryant's also the other um, tight end who's who's athletic and, and can make plays, but yeah. I don't know if that makes up for the the lack of depth at wide receiver. Yeah, they certainly need to um, look at maybe some veterans. Uh, who? Uh, Dejani threw out Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, Manny's still out there. Okay. Buffalo castoffs. That's right. They both played together last year. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't hate either one of those guys going to Cleveland. It's also like, are you... Is Cole better than Jakeem Grant? 
I mean, how many Jakeem Grants do you need on the roster? Yeah, fair. Jakeem, I mean, Jakeem Grant's a nice little take-the-top-off option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they. I don't think they have to have one. I mean, like, they could certainly add one. If you're Josh Dobbs, the third stringer, what do you? how do you feel inside when the, the Browns sound, sign Josh Rosen? Oh, my God. C.J. Uzama showed up at Jets camp in a person of the year time, fake Time Magazine t-shirt with Zach Wilson on it. <laughs> oh, hey, that's smart. You want more passes thrown your way? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't hate this depth chart, but I mean, you you know, you could like if something happens to Amari Cooper, all of a sudden it becomes a real problem. I think. Yeah, after you figure the defensive tackle is definitely a much much bigger concern for me than the quarterback's the biggest concern. Yeah, well, I mean, like, what is Deshaun Watson going to do? I mean, they have so like if Deshaun Watson suspended for the year, it's Brissett, Josh Dobbs, and Josh Rosen. You don't feel great about it. The three J's. Yeah, Jacoby, Josh, and Josh. I mean, you would be surprised if Rosen makes the roster. I mean, again, depending on what happens with Deshaun and like how long yeah. he's suspended. But um, yeah, I think adding a yeah adding a quarterback to to me the defensive tackle thing is like I mean the biggest deal is the Deshaun Watson suspension, but that's sort of out of your hands. Like getting defensive tackle help to me is the bigger problem than wide receiver. Obviously, quarterback is a huge deal unless you. Until until you you know when you find out what the deal with Watson is, uh, the Steelers. Number one question, of course, who's going to be the starter? Is it Mitchell Trubisky or is it the rookie Kenny Pickett? I think it's Trubisky. Yeah, I, think it's, this, I don't think it's that close. Yes, yeah, so I don't even think it's a mystery. I talked about this on HQ earlier in the week. Um, Matt Canada is office coordinator. He likes pre-snap motion and moving the pocket and having athletic quarterbacks. And Mitchell Trubisky checks all those boxes. And he had some success. He had to squint to see it in Chicago. And he certainly has better weapons around him now. In Pittsburgh, with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, they drafted George Pickens, who I think is going to be really good. They got Calvin Austin, who I think is going to be really good. But he's he's diminutive, to, to put it uh, politely. The offensive line will be better. This team is incredibly young. I think the average age is like 25 or 26, something bonkers. Pat Fryermuth is going to have a, a good second year after a strong first year. And <laughs> ironically, which is crazy because last year they were such a sieve, their defensive line is going to be pretty good. Um, Steph um, to it retired, which is a huge loss, but Cam Hayward's back. Tyson Alu-Alu's back from injury. They signed Larry Okunjobi, who incidentally played for the Browns at previous points in his career. And we know about TJ Watt. They drafted DeMarvin Leal in round three. Um, so they'll be fine there. They got Minka, who we talked about earlier in the podcast. They need a huge year from Devin Bush, um, who, after the ACL injury, wasn't quite the first-round pick that they were hoping for, and they had some questions in the secondary. Uh, Joe Hayden is is no longer there. I don't think he's coming back unless there's an injury, but they got uh, Levi Wallace from the Bills. Um, they re-signed Terrell Edmonds. They have Akello Witherspoon, who they traded for last year. So it's a relatively young group, but um, you know you can get lit up pretty quick if, you, if you're not paying attention with the Joe Burrows and the and the Lamar Jacksons of the world. So uh, quarterback, obviously the biggest concern. If you want to look a little deeper, back up behind Najee Harris. They there's, they just signed Jeremy McNichols, who I sort of like out of, out of Tennessee, but they have Benny Snell, who's the immediate backup. Um, other than that, it's just, can this quarterback slash OC thing work? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Tomlin always wins half his game, so I, I think they find a way to go 8-8-1 eight, eight and one again. But beyond that, it's just icing on the cake. The, the issue for me is that I don't know how good Kenny Pickett's going to be and win. Or I, how I, good Mr. Trubisky's going to be. No, but that's at least you have you have some idea in the NFL what that will look like. Sure, sure. 
if Kenny Pickett is as good as Mitchell Trubisky, this is a huge waste of a pick is my point. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, uh, I didn't love him coming out. So we'll see a lot of fumbles, tiny hands. Pete says it doesn't matter. Of course, Pete loves him. The wide receiver rotation is the number two issue for Dejani that he listed on here. What are your thoughts on Pittsburgh's wide receiver setup? I, I like it. I mean, Deontay Johnson's going to want to get paid. Chase Claypool needs to bounce back from a so-so. Subpar second year. First year, he I think he had nine touchdowns. He was through the roof. Yeah. And then last year. It's, he, it's or, interesting. He's like, I've I've got a lot of Chase Claypool in uh, like uh, best ball because he's just, he's just a cheap, like he's a, you can get him later than like people are just not interested in the Pittsburgh wide receivers, really. Yeah, I think that goes back to the quarterback again. But I think George Pickens is going to be secretly a really good player. The Steelers, when we talked about this on a podcast, I think Pickens, it was on one, George Pickens, of course. One of the mailbacks. Yeah, George Pickens is a first round talent. There's some maturity concerns. He had ACL uh, the previous spring that probably saw him drop a little bit. And Calvin Austin, I think, was fourth round. Um, and I think the Ravens were eyeing him too. But if he were two inches taller, he probably would have been a second-round pick as well. But he's dynamic. He ran into the four threes, maybe even faster than that. So I'm not worried about the wide receivers. Uh, Miles Boykins, they signed after the Ravens released him. The Ravens, can, he was a third-round pick out of Notre Dame who didn't quite work out in Baltimore for whatever reason. So I don't think there are high expectations there. But he's also in camp. And the, the tight ends we mentioned, uh, I think I think this group is pretty good. They actually signed Chase Sternberger, who I loved coming out of college, Texas A&M, I think. Transfer from Kansas. That's correct. Yeah, he was a Kansas transfer. I remember when he came out, I think he ended up going on day two. Scout I talked to said the one issue with Chase Sternberger is that he had one-year productivity and, like, why didn't he do anything previously at Kansas? And that sort of played itself out during his time. And, like, look, if you can't have success in Green Bay. Yeah. uh, Okay. So he's, like, literally listed fifth on the top chart in Pittsburgh. So, um I don't know what that means for his future. Probably not great, but he's on there. The other thing I'll mention is, um, and I'll ask you, Mason Rudolph, what are the chances that he, second week of September, is he in Pittsburgh or is he somewhere else? Um, I'll say he's in Pittsburgh. Oh, I think he'd get traded for like a six-round pick. So like, you making that face for? Who's, who's trading for him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, is he better than Josh Rosen? Um, probably. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Okay. Um, so six round pick. The position that uh, that Dejani added was the left guard position. Yep, Kevin Dotson versus Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green was the third round pick last year at Illinois. He played center and he struggled. Um, I liked him a lot coming out as an interior offensive lineman. His future may be better suited to guard, where he won't be quite so overwhelmed. And Kevin Dotson struggled with injuries. Mike Tomlin has a short has short patience with people who, who are hurt all the time, fair or not. Sure. So if Dotson can't sort of get right um, with the health guys, maybe that'll be an opening for Kendrick Green, who hopefully will play better at guard than he did at center when he – he look, he had a tough year. There's no two ways about it. They traded for – not traded for – they signed James Daniels. They spent a lot of money on him, the guard formerly uh, of Chicago's second-round pick, and I think he's going to come in right away and solidify um, that the, the right side, which is uh, good news for not only Najee, who took a beating – Last year, but also Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, everyone. All right. Anything else? No. Hour on the dot. That's right, baby. We blitzed through those. Sorry. The, the Kyler. I'd forgotten just like how the Kyler. Oh, wow. Um, Chris Carson is retiring from the NFL. All right. Godspeed. 
Ian Rappaport of NFL Media Reports. I it that um that neck injury had really been kind of lingering as like something that like felt like it was gonna be tough for him to come back from. And they drafted speaking, we talked about name folks changing their names earlier or whatever. Uh Kenneth Walker the third, he goes by Ken. So call him Ken, don't call him Kenneth. He was a second round pick of the Seahawks. And Chris Carson is now, you know, he was on uh, obviously on that on that roster as well. So now it's Rashad Penny, Ken Walker, DJ Dallas, Trevor Homus, uh, Travis Homer, excuse me, Darwin Thompson, Darwin Thompson, formerly of Utah State, Jordan Love, and then also of course the Chiefs is on the roster as well. Mm, indeed. Um, all right. Oh, also. Um, oh God. Well, no, I was gonna say Shanahan. Um, Kyle Shanahan said we've moved on to Trey. This is Trey's team. I mean, Jimmy was great for us, but, but we're moving yeah, on. Basically, they're like, they are endorsing. They're not, they don't want people to uh, mistake that this is indeed Trey Lance's team. It's not a Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, I agree. Yep, I agree. I mean, it's a smart thing to do. You got to get, get out in front of it. You don't want to like sow discord with your, your young QB. All right, that will do it for us. For Wilson, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.